Joshua chapter 10. Now King Adani Zedek of Jerusalem heard that Joshua had captured Ai and completely destroyed it, treating Ai and its king as he had Jericho and its king, and that the and that the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were living among them. So Adonai Zedek and his people were greatly alarmed because Gibeon was a large city like the one of the royal cities. It was larger than I, and all its men were warriors. Therefore, King Adonai Zedek of Jerusalem sent word to King Hoham of Hebron, King Piram of Jarmuth, King Japhia of Lashish, and King Debir of Eglon, saying, Come up and help me. We will attack Gibeon, because they have made peace with Joshua and the Israelites. So the five Amorite kings, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lashish, and Eglon, joined forces, advanced with all their armies, besieged Gibeon, and fought against it. Then the men of Gibeon sent word to Joshua in the camp at Gilgal, Don't give up on your servants. Come quickly and save us. Help us. For all the Amorite kings living in the hill country have joined forces against us. So Joshua and all his troops, including all his best soldiers, came from Gilgal. The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them, for I have handed them over to you. Not one of them will be able to stand against you. So Joshua caught them by surprise. After marching all night from Gilgal, the Lord threw them into confusion before Israel. He defeated them in a great slaughter at Gibeon, chased them through the ascent of Beth-Horon, and struck them down as far as Azekah and Mekedah, as they fled before Israel. The Lord threw large hailstones on them from the sky along the descent of Beth-Horon all the way to Azekah, and they died. More of them died from the hail than the Israelites killed with the sword. On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to the Israelites, Joshua spoke to the Lord in the presence of Israel. Son, stand still over Gibeon and moon over the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still. And the moon stopped until the nation took vengeance on its enemies. Isn't this written in the book of Jashar? So the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed its setting almost a full day. There has been no day like it before or since when the Lord listened to a man 
because the Lord fought for Israel. Then Joshua and all Israel with him returned to the camp at Gilgal. Now the five defeated kings had fled and hidden in the cave at Machedah. It was reported to Joshua, The five kings have been found. They are hiding in the cave at Machedah. Joshua said, Roll large stones against the mouth of the cave and station men by it to guard the kings. But as for the rest of you, don't stay there. Pursue your enemies and attack them from behind. Don't let them enter their cities. For the Lord your God has handed them over to you. So Joshua and the Israelites finished inflicting a terrible slaughter on them until they were destroyed. Although a few survivors ran away to the fortified cities, the people returned safely to Joshua in the camp at Machedah, and no one dared to threaten the Israelites. Then Joshua said, Open the mouth of the cave and bring those five kings to me out of there. This is what they did. They brought the five kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lashish, and Eglon to Joshua out of the cave. When they had brought the kings to him, Joshua summoned all the men of Israel and said to the military commanders who had accompanied him, Come here and put your feet on the necks of these kings. So the commanders came forward and put their feet on their necks. Joshua said to them, Do not be afraid or discouraged. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord will do this to all the enemies you fight. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord will do this to all the enemies you fight. After this, Joshua struck them down and executed them. He hung their bodies on five trees, and they were there until evening. At sunset, Joshua commanded that they be taken down from the trees and thrown into the cave where they had hidden. Then large stones were placed against the mouth of the cave, and the stones are still there today. On that day, Joshua captured Machedah and struck it down with the sword, including its king. He completely destroyed it and everyone in it, leaving no survivors. So he treated the king of Machedah as he had the king of Jericho. Joshua and all Israel with him crossed from Machedah to Libnah and fought against Libnah. The Lord also handed it and its king over to Israel. He struck it down, putting everyone in it to the sword and left no survivors in it. He treated Libnah's king as he had the king of Jericho from Libnah, Joshua, and all 
Israel with him crossed to Lashish. They laid siege to it and attacked it. The Lord handed Lashish over to Israel, and Joshua captured it on the second day. He struck it down, putting everyone in it to the sword, just as he had done to Libna. At that time, King Horam of Jezer went to help Lashish, but Joshua struck him down with his people, leaving no survivors. Then Joshua crossed from Lashish to Eglon, and all Israel with him. They laid siege to it and attacked it. On that day, they captured it and struck it down, putting everyone in it to the sword. He completely destroyed it that day, just as he had done to Lashish. Next, Joshua and all Israel with him went up from Eglon to Hebron and attacked it. They captured it and struck down its king, all its villages, and everyone in it with the sword. He left no survivors. Just as he had done at Eglon, he completely destroyed Hebron and everyone in it. Finally, Joshua turned toward Debir and attacked it, and all Israel was with him. He captured it, its king and all its villages. They struck them down with the sword and completely destroyed everyone in it, leaving no survivors. He treated Debir and its king as he had treated Hebron and as he had treated Libna and its king. So Joshua conquered the whole region, the hill country, the Negev, the Judean foothills, and the slopes, with all their kings leaving no survivors. He completely destroyed every living being, as the Lord, the God of Israel, had commanded. Joshua conquered everyone from Kadesh Barnea to Gaza and all the land of Goshen, as far as Gibeon. Joshua captured all these kings and their land in one campaign. <clears throat> Joshua captured all these kings and their land in one campaign because the Lord, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned with all Israel to camp at Gilgal. Psalm Psalm 142 I cry aloud to the Lord I plead aloud to the Lord for mercy I pour out my complaint before him I reveal my trouble to him Although my spirit is weak within me You know my way Along this path, I travel. They have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see. No one stands up for me. There is no refuge for me. No one cares about me. I cry to you, Lord. I say, you are my shelter, 
my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am very weak. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Free me from prison, so that I can praise your name. The righteous will gather around me, because you deal generously with me. Lord, Psalm 143, Lord, hear my prayer. In your faithfulness, listen to my plea, and in your righteousness, answer me. Do not bring your servant into judgment, for no one alive is righteous in your sight. For the enemy has pursued me, crushing me to the ground, making me live in darkness like those long dead. My spirit is weak within me. My heart is overcome with dismay. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all you have done. I reflect on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. I am like parched land before you. Selah. Answer me quickly, Lord. My spirit fails. Don't hide your face from me, or I will be like these going down to the pit. Let me experience your faithful love in the morning. For I trust in you. Reveal to me the way I should go, because I long for you. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord. I come to you for protection. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me on level ground. Because of your name, Yahweh, let me live. In your righteousness, deliver me from trouble. And in your faithful love, destroy my enemies. Wipe out all those who attack me, for I am your servant. Jeremiah chapter 4. If you return, Israel, this is the Lord's declaration. You will return to me if you remove your detestable idols from my presence and do not waver. Then you can swear as the Lord lives in truth, in justice, and in righteousness. Then the nations will be blessed by him and will pride themselves in him. For this is what the Lord says to the men of Judah and Jerusalem. Break up the unplowed ground. Do not sow among the thorns. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Remove the foreskin of your hearts, men of Judah and residents of Jerusalem. Otherwise, my wrath will break out like fire and burn with no one to extinguish it because of your evil deeds. Declare in Judah, proclaim in Jerusalem, and say, Blow the ram's horn throughout the land. Cry out loudly and say, Assemble yourselves, and let's flee to the fortified cities. Lift up a signal flag towards Zion. Run for cover 
Don't stand still, for I am bringing disaster from the north, a great destruction. A lion has gone up from his thicket. A destroyer of nations has set out. He has left his lair to make your land a waste. Your cities will be reduced to uninhabited ruins. Because of this, put on sackcloth, mourn, and wail. For the Lord's burning anger has not turned away from us. On that day, this is the Lord's declaration, the king and the officials will lose their courage. The priests will tremble in fear and the prophets will be scared speechless. I said, oh no, Lord God, you have certainly deceived this people and Jerusalem by announcing you will have peace while a sword is at our throats. At that time, it will be said to this people and to Jerusalem, a searing wind blows from the barren heights in the wilderness of the way to my dear people. It comes not to winnow or to sift, a wind too strong, for this comes at my call. Now I will also pronounce judgments against them. Look, he advances like clouds. His chariots are like a storm. His horses are swifter than eagles. Woe to us, for we are ruined. Wash the evil from your heart, Jerusalem, so that you will be delivered. How long will you harbor malicious thoughts within you? For a voice announces from Dan, proclaiming malice from Mount Ephraim. Warn the nations. Look, proclaim to Jerusalem. Those who besiege are coming from a distant land. They raise their voices against the cities of Judah. They have her surrounded like those who guard a field because she has rebelled against me. This is the Lord's declaration. Your way of life and your actions have brought this on you. This is your punishment. It is very bitter because it has reached your heart. My anguish, my anguish, I writhe in agony. Oh, the pain in my heart. My heart pounds. I cannot be silent. For you, my soul, have heard the sound of the ram's horn, the shout of battle. Disaster after disaster is reported because the whole land is destroyed. Suddenly, my tents are destroyed. My tent curtains in a moment. How long must I see the signal flag and hear the sound of the ram's horn? For my people are fools. They do not know me. They are foolish children without understanding. They are skilled in doing what is evil, but they do not know how to do what is good. I looked at the earth, and it was formless and empty.
I looked to the heavens, and their light was gone. I looked at the mountains, and they were quaking. All the hills shook. I looked, and no man was left. All the birds of the sky had fled. I looked, and all the fertile field was a wilderness. All its cities were torn down because of the Lord and his burning anger. For this is what the Lord says. The whole land will be a desolation, but I will not finish it off. Because of this, the earth will mourn. The skies above will grow dark. I have spoken. I have planned. I will not relent or turn back from it. Every city flees at the sound of the horseman and the archer. They enter the thickets and climb among the rocks. Every city is abandoned. No inhabitant is left. And you, devastated one, what are you doing? That you dress yourself in scarlet. That you adorn yourself with gold jewelry. That you enlarge your eyes with paint. You beautify yourself for nothing. Your lovers reject you. They want to take your life. I hear a cry like a woman in labor. A cry of anguish. Like one bearing her first child. The cry of daughter Zion. Gasping for breath. Stretching out her hands. Woe is me, for my life is weary because of the murderers. Matthew chapter 18. 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then he called a child to him and had him stand among them. I assure you, he said, unless you are converted and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one child like this in my name, welcomes me but whoever causes the downfall of one of these little ones who believe in me it would be better for him if a heavy millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea woe to the world because of offenses for offenses must come But woe to that man by whom the offenses come. If your hand or your foot causes your downfall, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or lame than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you downfall, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye rather than to have two eyes and be thrown into hellfire. 
See that you don't look down on one of these little ones. Because I tell you that in heaven, their angels continually view the face of my Father in heaven. For the Son of Man has come to save the lost. What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, won't he leave the ninety-nine on the hillside and go and search for the stray? And if he finds it, I assure you, he rejoices over that sheep more than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. In the same way, it is not the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones perish If your brother sins against you, go and rebuke him in private. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. But if he won't listen, take one or two more with you, so that by the testimony of two or three witnesses, every fact may be established. If he pays no attention to them, tell the church. But if he doesn't pay attention even to the church, let him be like an unbeliever and a tax collector to you. I assure you, whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. Again, I assure you, if two of you on earth agree, about any matter that you pray for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there among them. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how many times could my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? I tell you, not as many as seven, Jesus said to him, but seventy times seven, seventy times seven, seventy, I tell you, not as many as seven, but seventy times seven. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who wanted to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began to settle accounts, one who owed 10,000 talents was brought before him. Since he had no way to pay it back, his master commanded that he, his wife, his children, and everything he had be sold to pay the debt. At this, the slave fell face down before him and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you everything. Then the master of that slave had compassion, released him, and forgave him the loan. But that slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him 100 denarii, and he grabbed him, started choking him, and said, Pay what you owe. At this, his fellow slave fell down 
and began begging him, Be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he wasn't willing. On the contrary, he went and threw him into prison until he could pay what he was owed. On the contrary, he went and threw him into prison until he could pay what was owed. When the other slaves saw what had taken place, they were deeply distressed and went and reported to their master everything that had happened. Then, after he had summoned him, his master said to him, You wicked slave! You wicked slave! I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. Shouldn't you also have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? Shouldn't you also have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And his master got angry and handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay everything that was owed. So my heavenly Father will also do to you if each of you does not forgive his brother from his heart. 